think hard about what day it is. Um, thank you all so much for tuning in to the PHNX Cardiac Podcast. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and leave us a five-star review. I'm Leah here with Petey and Craig and Sean. We all have our feet up this morning. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of the first time the three of us... You guys have the same sneakers on, too. Just saying. Um, Pretty much. Kinda. If you look at the screen, I mean, you can the see that the bottoms are, not are the completely same, different. The sides are really And no similar. one can see the sides except you for you. You should show them the sides. 94 days until the first game. But who's counting? It's, so the night that shows a long that, time. It's so funny because I feel like like the season ended and then it was crazy. It was yep. the vote. It was the draft. It was development camp, and all of us are like, ah, like let me just breathe. And now we're here, and it's like, all huh. right, is it the season? There's yet? nothing going on. Yeah. So this will be a show about nothing. We don't have any content for Seinfeld? you today. Sorry, we're stealing. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that should be the show tomorrow. As Bo mentioned earlier, it's the slowest sports day of the entire year. So. We'll have to see. But there is a bunch to talk about today because it's been a while since we've kind of a taken a peek at the rest of the NHL. And a lot's gone on, obviously, with free agency. There's been some trades. So we're going to talk about that today. And then we're debuting a new segment, uh, Trivia Tuesday, hosted by PD. So we'll get to that at the end. Stick around for that. But um, we're going to just take a look at We can't go through every team because it would take two hours. Uh, but we'll just... Look at some of the biggest, the most notable free agent signings around the league and kind of spend some time on that because we spent a lot of time on the Coyotes free agency and haven't really looked at anyone anyone else. Coyotes free agency, which is ongoing. Yes. Hopefully we'll wrap up at some point soon. Matt Dumba, where are you? <laughs> yeah, seriously. And the, the restricted free agents, too. We found out Jack McBain's arbitration hearing will be on July 30th. I've been told the sides aren't that far apart, so I'd be surprised, actually, if it even goes to arbitration, but... Got a few things still hanging out there. Ivan Prosvetov, Matias, Matias Michelli. Let's get that one done. We need it. And Michelli, the, the, the Prosvetov is interesting to me now because now they're in a different spot than they've ever been where they were almost forced to re-sign you him. You mean and, and, a 10,000 goalie prospects? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so it's interesting. And, and Matt I, I, and Yeah. They, they, they're not forced to do it right now. Nope. So they're in a different spot. Nicola, nope. Nicholas said 67 working days until October 13th. Buddy. That's 67 shows. 67 shows. Oh. Boston Crow shows. But My God. That's a, that's that's a, lot, a lot of shows. shows. We're literally going, Didn't what are we going to do tomorrow? We already know. We have some guests. We have some guests next yes. week. So we're going to have Boogie. We're going to have Stetch. And we're Boogie. going to have on Friday. So Boogie's, like Boogie's going to be. What's that guy's name again? On Friday? Exactly. Who? Patrick Brown. Who? Who? Yeah. So. Boogie, like we might like that might have to be a holiday. Can we get a parade? <laughs> yeah. Like well, we schedule well, a parade. You're be happy. Don Van Buren. And I'm going to ask Patrick on Friday to bring in his book of dad jokes and he can just oh, read God, over, like a, an entire segment. They're painful. <laughs> They're, painful. <laughs> They're bad. He's bad. They're bad. Dad so jokes. Actually, you know what? Them. That's actually that's we should make that. That's a Wednesday bet. That's our dad joke Wednesdays. And me and you can do dad jokes. <laughs> God, I didn't sign up for this. Yeah. Let's All do right. It. Dad joke Wednesdays. You in? <laughs> Close the show every Wednesday with dad jokes. Okay. Like one or two. Right? Yeah. We won't fill well, up. It's the show. It's the last bit. With like that, we end the show with dad sure joke the numbers Wednesdays. will drop. <laughs> do we end the segment? Okay. You with in? a dad joke. I'm Start in. tomorrow. Starting tomorrow. Okay. Well, it's Wednesday. All right. Can well, you, you, gotta ha- you gotta come with the first dad joke. Okay. We'll, we'll each do one each Wednesday. Yeah. A bad dad joke. Okay. Well, all right. There we go. See how that happens? Wow. Okay. I'll peek it behind the curtain. All right. Let's talk about NHL free agency and we'll kind of look at, like I said, the most notable ones. And we'll start with Carolina because a former Coyote signed there, Michael Bunting. He got his payday three years, 4.5 
million dollars. Dmitry Orlov also signed in Carolina, two years, seven point seven five million. Um, those were two of the the most notable signings with Carolina. I'm just gonna run through the list and then we can choose to talk about whichever ones. Um, okay. OEL signed in Florida, another former Coyote. After the Canucks bought him out, um, signs a one year, two point two five million dollar deal in Florida. Ryan O'Reilly leaves the Leafs, heads to Nashville, four point five million for four years. Four years. Uh, and that's definitely gonna talk about that one. That's per year, by the way. Um, and then Toronto, they had a massive free agency signed Reeves, um, three years, 1.35 million per year. John Klingberg, 4.5 million for one year. Bertuzzi, 5.5 million for a year. And another former Coyote, Max Domi, one year, 3 million. I'd like to go to Carolina. Let's do it. Because it, it, here's a team that, that looked... To be towards the top of the Eastern Conference standings all year. So close. They're so close to being a team that you go, gosh, this is a team that I had them pick to win a couple uh, rounds in this year's playoffs. Um, they had injuries at the wrong time. Yes, fetch being and, out and, hurt. Yeah, and so you look at you look at Bunting and you go, oh, does Bunting help bring them some of their offense? And the answer is yes. The problem for this team is they're going to have to go in this year. And you look at some of the guys, uh, Sebastian Aho, Tavo Teravainen, Martin Natchez, uh, Martinuk, uh, Jarvis, and Nason are all up to the end of the year. Like, that's a lot of guys you're going to have to sign for next year. So this, so this is it. This is it. Mm. And so this is where you make a run and you put a guy like Bunting. And one of the things I don't know if this team had enough of, they're un- unbelievable puck pursuit team might be the not might they were the best team in the national hockey league at puck pursuit and i'll argue anybody to that point meaning in all three zones they chased the puck they made it almost impossible to break out against they smothered teams in the offense and the defensive zone they didn't have that little bit of jam and, and martinuk tried but he's not bunting i think bunting is going to help with that jam that can also produce some points Bunting's a fit guy for me. You got to fit in the right spot. I like him here. He's fast enough, can play with their top players. Like you talk about Ahu and Teravainen. He can play that kind of role, but he can also give a little, you know, give a little rough stuff in the corners, give him a little grit. So I I like that. Dmitry Orlov, this is a team I like their back end. Did they defend with Slavin and they defend as well as anybody on the back end? And so now you had Brent Burns, Slavin, Brady Shea, Pesci. Chad Field, and now you had Dmitry Orlov. This might be as good a top six as there is in the league. Like they're that good. This yeah. team is a few signings away. They don't. They're not fully fleshed out yet. Um, but I like this Carolina team, and I like those two signings. Yeah, I felt like they were a cup contender last season. Anyway, you said you mentioned the injuries, but this is this is a really good team. And you're right. This is their window. They must feel it closing now because they all the contracts, and then they make all these moves. This team is right there again. And then then you expect Boston to take a step back, right? Boston's going to take a step back in the East. There's still a lot of good teams in the East, but Carolina's right there. They may be the best team in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, that, that one. It was interesting. They also um, re-signed Freddie Anderson. That was, you know, a big move for them. And then also re-signed uh, Auntie Ronta. Auntie Ronta will be there as their So backup. again, all these Better former... Former Coyotes mm-hmm. um, making moves. I know you want to talk about Ryan O'Reilly. What's Nashville doing? Yeah, I'm confused about Nashville. Petey, thoughts? What's Nashville doing? They're not a contender. Yeah. I, what are you to, doing? To, to, I don't know if they're... If they're trying to make a push to get them... The Central Division, I, I, I think they think they're a playoff team now. I think they think they are. If you go in and, and put that kind of money down on a player like that... It's 32 years old. I, 
I, I, I don't know what to say. They're they're lacking in so many spots. Yeah. Who else? You signed Luke Shen. Who? Yeah, and your blue line that was once the strength of your team that's right. basically gone now. It's gone. And yeah. Luke Shen. Hey, we Luke Shen was a Coyote. I like Luke Shen. I forgot he was still in the league. Yeah, he's a, he's like a third face. pair to extra defenseman. That's he what brings he a little bit of grit. Yep. We like Luke Shen as a person. He's a good locker room guy. All of those things guy, are true. Yeah. But this is you go back five years, six years ago. The National Predators were built on their defense. That was you know Ekholm, Yossi. Like this is. This was their strength, and now it, it just no longer is. And I, I look through the roster, and I go, I don't get the rental rallies. I don't know where he fits. Again, I don't think they're ready. Yeah. I don't think they're ready for a big player like that and assigning in a spot like this for that kind of money. I don't quite see the what fit. What are they, though? Are they coming or are they in transition? What are they? I, don't I think even... they're, they're in transition, but they're yeah. trying to skip the rebuild phase. And I think with Trotz, Trotz wants to make a splash. He's the new GM. He wants to make a splash in the market. This is their. I mean, Ryan O'Reilly's a guy that fits Barry Trotz, right? Hundred percent. Yeah, but and, and we know he can coach the hell out of players and get a lot more than you would think out of the talent that he's been given. He's done it other places. He did it in Nashville when he was the coach there. He did it on Long Island with the Islanders. But I just don't see the pieces on this roster to. Make Ryan, Ryan O'Reilly make any sense. I just, I don't understand what they're doing. Yeah, it's, that's an interesting one for me that there's been a couple of teams where it's like, I'm, I'm very unsure of what the, the goal is here. Nashville was one, but I mean, never say never. I think we underestimated Nashville last year. Yeah. Um, you know, they have a new coach, a new GM. Hopefully they'll be healthy. So, but, the, but you're right. But the, the, the amount of work we've talked about Carolina having work to do. They have four forwards signed after next season. That's it. Like they lose the rest of their forwards. And if you go to their roster right now today, who's yeah. actually signed today? Ryan O'Reilly, Gustav Nyquist, Colton Sissions, Cody Glass. Like really? Like uh, that's a team you think is going to compete in the Central Division where Minnesota is still there. Colorado is still there. Chicago's taking a step forward. And to be honest, the Arizona Coyotes have taken a step forward. Yeah, I don't get it. So I, I don't I don't see Nashville as a playoff team, but they've taken one of the biggest pieces of the free agent market and signed them to a four and a half. Which is strange. With this, Four years is with, the thing that yeah. surprises yeah. me even more, right? This the whole, term. This whole, like the theme of this free agency has been short-term deals because the the cap's going to go up. Everyone's kind of hedging their bets on that. And like, it's so rare in this free. We haven't seen anything more than like a four or five year deal. So to Maybe have Ryan O'Reilly wanted term. I, one I don't of know. the biggest free agents on the free agent market signing to four years is it's interesting yeah and i don't know if that's the, if, if it's simply him wanting security and that's the place where he could get it but the, if you're ryan o'reilly with what you've done in your career are you at the point where you're like okay uh, i've got i've got my cup or i just want some security and stability for four years i don't know what Maybe. his thinking is because you're not gonna be competing for a cup over the next four years of no your career. I, I don't see it I, I i don't know and again this what this makes me wonder is what's the free agent market for ryan o'reilly yeah. Like four and a half million is not that much money. No. I mean, it's, yeah, the the the, the number itself for him at that position. Yes. Maybe even as a third but line center at that point. Through, that's, that's the money he's getting, third I, line center. I'm going to make a bold statement in the middle of July. And looking at their 12th NHL contracted forwards they have today, the, the Arizona Coyotes forwards are better than the National Predators mm -hmm. today. Ooh. That's a bold statement, Cotton. Like, so this, they are better. <laughs> and uh, so I... Uh, to put that kind of a player into that that lineup, I would question that. Like if, if Bill Armstrong turned around and signed Ryan O'Reilly right now, you'd kind of question it. But it would make almost more sense in Arizona. But, than and he wouldn't have done it for four years, right? No, he would have done it for one or two. <laughs> and then yeah. he would have traded him. Yeah. 
That's and, then, and maybe that's and, what happens here. But, I but don't with get four that years, sense. with that term, I'm not sure you can trade him. Yeah. Now, that's the thing that baffles me here. Yes. You're locked into Ryan O'Reilly well, now. Look at us talking. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. well, Chris. So we have a couple things. So Chris said the cap hit for leadership for a second line center if they decide to tear down, not awful. So that's a, di- a, a different perspective. Yep. Um, Brian said Nashville not sticking to a rebuild plan forever, an eighth to ninth place team. Um, and Michael said Nashville are making the same mistakes we made in the past. That's what I think. That's I think what that I feel you like spin too. your wheels in the middle instead yes. of dropping down where you need to drop to get the elite players. That, that, that's what this signing says. Yeah, and I, and I know when we're, we're uh, I won't jump ahead, but we're talking other teams and there's teams that are on the rise and there's teams that fall. And if you get stuck in that mud in the middle, you get stuck in there for a very long yeah. time. And the Cavies did that for decades. Yeah. Yep. Um, let's talk. Uh, I know I want to get to Toronto, but let's just quickly touch on OEL in yeah. Florida. Um, I think it, having... A, a short deal on way less money than he's made in years. Hopefully this takes the pressure off him being in a market like Florida versus a market like Vancouver, plus making less money. I'm hoping that this can be his career resurgence year. You know, we've seen it happen a lot in Arizona where players come here on a one-year deal to kind of find themselves. I think the same thing can happen for OEL in Florida. Um, so obviously if Florida, they they faced Vegas's defense and, and couldn't match that in the Stanley Cup final. So bolsters their blue line a little. But I just hope for OEL, I think all the three of us here are big fans of him as a person and want to see him succeed. Petey, where is he slot? Is he a third pair at this point? He's a third pair on this team, and I'll tell you why. This is the team that plays, they had a great playoffs until they got hurt. Maybe they end up in the Stanley Cup Finals, and you look at their back end: yeah. Ekblad, Montour, Forsling, Mikko Mikula is six foot four. He's on the way up, yeah. yeah and, and so that's four right there. Plus, you still have Dmitry Kulikov and Mahura. Like Oliver's the third pair guy here. He's not expected to be the power play guy. He's not going to be the first or second power play guy. He's not going to be the guy that needs to score. I mean, you saw the numbers of Brandon Montour and Forsling put up last year. They they've got offense from their defense. Their yep. big defender is Ekblad. Like his role is going to be so diminished from what he's been accustomed to in the minutes he ate here in Arizona. And then the role he was expected to play in, in Vancouver that never really panned out. Florida is going to have a very good defenseman playing in a third pair in situations. My guess is he's going to kill more penalties than he has in a long time. And he's not going to have that burden of, I got to play 22 to 25 minutes a game. Right. I can play 16 to 18. Or play up to a, a salary. I'm not the captain. That's, I'm that's not making $10.5 million. I'm not expected to do all these things. I'm going to go play. We all believe in Oliver Ekman Larson's skill and his ability to play this game. We haven't seen it in a very, very long time. This might be a breakout season, but Craig, the bar's low. Yeah. Like for him to have a breakout season, he just needs to be average. Yeah, kind of. I, <laughs> The thing that I can't figure out about Oliver, and I obviously chronicled everything that he went through in his life. Well, he had a lot of blows. I mean, not losing his mother was is had far greater impact than I, I think people understand. His relationship with his mother was incredible, and she was such a force in his life. I don't think people really have a grasp of how much that rocked him. But then you talk about some of the other things, going from Dave Tippett to Rick Tockett. That wasn't a good thing for Oliver Ekman Larson. Uh, losing Shane Doan. Having to become the captain, there were a lot of things. What I never understood, and maybe it was just the knee injuries that we were told were never that serious. He always had minor procedures. How did he lose so much of that fluid skating that we saw early on in his career? He's not an old guy, but I don't know if the game got faster, his speed diminished. I I couldn't figure that part of it out because to watch, watch guys blow around him wide was just 
eye-popping for me because we didn't see that. Part part of what made him so effective is his ability to get back and retrieve pucks and and move them so quickly. He 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 was really effective in that area of the game, and then suddenly he wasn't. It was one of those guys where all the dominoes fell over, and it really affected him. So I don't know if any of those on its own did it. Yeah. Craig, or all the things you mentioned, I think the injuries took a bigger toll. And I don't know if it was physical or mental. Like, you look at some of those injuries, and they were going back blind, getting hit into the boards. It's hard to go back and get a puck again after that. And you know the, what pain can get caused and what you had to go through. So it makes you a little more tentative going back to retrieve pucks. I think that was a bigger part than people realize. But mm-hmm. all of those emotional things made it harder. That contract was hard for him to play under. He was the highest paid guy in the team and he wasn't playing like it. And it was a spiral for him. Yeah. He wanted to be better. He just couldn't find his way out. And mm-hmm. and you kept thinking, well, this will be what gets him out. This will get, you know, Vancouver is going to get him out of this hole and he's going to come there. This is, this is the first time he's out from underneath that contract and he can just play. So I don't think their expectations of him are going to be extremely high. Yeah. And I think that might give him the room to succeed and at least be happy playing the game again. And that contract, again, just to give people context, was it a bad contract? Yeah, absolutely. It ended up being a very bad contract. And a lot of people thought so at the time because his his play had already slipped when he signed that contract. What the Coyotes were trying to do with that contract was to show that they were willing to pay to guys to keep yep. them because the reputation of this franchise was – Oh, they they let all their good players walk away. So they wanted to make a statement with that Oliver Ekman Larson contract, and and Nicholas Yalmerson remembers resigned that same summer. They wanted to make a statement. In the end, it ended up being an albatross for him. But that was the thinking at the time. Yeah, and that was a that was the John Chaika year, and that yes. was a difficult decision between Chaika and Talking. I mean, there were a lot of conversations about should we or shouldn't we, and what does to your point, what kind of a statement did that send on our franchise? And you saw the signings in the John Chaika era. We talk, you could talk about Schmaltz, you could talk about Keller and Chikrin, and you go, oh my goodness, at some of them, you go, oh, those are bad, and then all of a sudden, maybe not. Like yep. Keller, when we said, oh, what a bad contract, it isn't anymore. Nope, Chikrin, you're going, oh my gosh. That Four, kind of money for a chicken in his role, great contract. Exactly. It is a so, great contract. Yeah. You know, hindsight is always pretty darn good. And um, I, I think this Oliver contract, they were in a spot they had to make that sign. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They literally had to for the fan base, for the franchise, for the future. They had to make that signing, even though I really believe management knew, coaching staff knew, they knew that by the end of that contract, you're going to hate it. Well, there was talk that they should have traded him. There was talk of, of trading him right then and there that he was already yeah, on his way was down. Close. There were some people there. Um, yeah, but I, you're right. You, that, that would not have sat well Exactly. With like, and think about his reputation yep. at that point where he was. He was probably the most popular Coyotes player, right? Everybody knew he was going to be a captain at some point. Incredible human being. You saw the stuff he did off the ice. Imagine just walk, walking away from that. That would not have sat well either. It, it, like you said, PD, it's easy to sit back now and say that was a terrible contract, but had they made the other decision at the time, they would have been killed for that as but well. The, but that's what's interesting, because you can sit there, remember, look at all the heat this franchise is taking for not keeping Shane Doan on, on the, the business side. Yep. Can you imagine if you lose your captain and most popular player in a trade? My goodness, you, you can see it across the league when you lose that player, even though it could be the right decision. Sometimes it's a hard, hard, hard decision to make, and I think it was just as much a PR move as it was a hockey move. Yep. Yeah. Uh, lots of support for OEL in the chat. Also, hello, Jay from CHU Blackhawks Jay. in the chat. Uh, thanks for stopping by, Jay. What's wow. up? Um, I want to talk about Toronto for a minute because... Do we have to talk about the Blackhawks now that Jay's here? Um, no. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, Jay. 
Reeves, Klingberg, Bertuzzi, Domi, among others. Um, what do you think? I'll, PD, I'm going to send it to you. What do you think about Toronto's moves? Toronto's still in a spot. You got to figure out what they're going to do with Nylander. I mean, that's really what this whole this whole summer has come down to uh, is what are they going to do with Nylander? And according to what I've read, they're waiting to see what Matthews does to figure out what Nylander is going to do because they want to see what Matthews' money is going to come in. They've still got a problem. You look at the players they signed. The one thing that they have across the board is they got a little bite and they got a little grit. I mean, when you look at the way Bertuzzi, Domi, and clearly Ryan Reeves, Ryan Reeves, I, I think has a limited role with this team. I think I disagree. I, to me, Ryan Reeves is a guy that's not going to play every night for that team. That team plays on speed and skill, and Ryan Reeves doesn't have that anymore. If you can limit his minutes, and I mean eight to ten minutes, it is still nice to throw a guy over the boards that guys are looking over their shoulder. Hey, is he on the ice? It makes a difference. And, I, and they're uh, not going to mess with Matthews and Marner. Right. So right. I, I, but... I, I still, I, I, that role is still continuing to be diminished. Vegas didn't have that role. Yeah, and Dallas didn't have that. It's role. It's kind of surprising to see it happen in Toronto, Toronto. places where they've, they've gone the speed. other direction. But yeah, skill and speed. But they've got a new general manager. Yep. They've got a new advisor to that general manager, and I, I know that they were looking for more bite. They wanted more bite in the lineup. And when you add Reeves, you add Bertuzzi, even. Domi, Max, even Max, Max Domi. But the, so, yeah, CWP, who had Max Domi on his seventh different team before age 30. But this is the, here's why I look at, at, at Max Domi. Max Domi plays with bite. I saw him during the regular season in Chicago, and you go, oh, it's kind of exciting and fun. I, I thought there were moments in Dallas that he was their best player. There were moments, and I mean moments. The problem with Max and even Bertuzzi I think they're going to be good playoff players, and that's clearly what Toronto's trying to do. You want the guy that's going to block shots, that he's going to battle in the corner, you're going to get, get a little bit of grit. My concern is you better be prepared to kill a lot of penalties. <laughs> and sometimes, especially in the playoffs, if you sit in the penalty box a lot, Dallas Stars lost a game in the Western Conference Final. One of the games they lost completely because they were in the penalty box for the entire first period. And Max was as guilty as anybody in that. So you want those guys that walk the line but you want to keep your five players on the ice. You don't want to be in the box all night. So I'm concerned about that. I They're making a pretty hard shift. They are. And you better get uh, the Nylander deal better get done. And you better continue to be a high skill, high speed team because you can't change like this overnight. Just one more thing on Toronto before we move on. Austin Matthews, at the end of his current contract, when or, or, if he became a free agent, would be 27. If he signs even a short term deal with Toronto and there's been a lot of talk about that and you know we had some people telling us that was that was the idea a while ago that he was going to sign not a, a max contract but something three four years we'll see even if he signs for three or four years and then becomes a free agent and if you still believe and there are people who believe people that know Austin Matthews well that believe that he is intrigued by the play the idea of playing in Arizona should the Coyotes go after him at that point? If he is, say he's coming into free agency at age 31, are you looking at signing Austin Matthews yes. to a long contract at that point? Is this just a marketing thing? Because how effective is he yes. well into that contract? Yes. Yes. I, I, yes. <laughs> yeah, yes. And, and part of the, there's two things you want to do when you own a sports franchise. You want to win and you want to sell tickets. Austin Matthews in Arizona is going to sell tickets. I don't care if he's 31, 35, 40. He's going to sell tickets. So will he get the seven years here? I I don't know. It depends what he does from 27 to 31. Yeah. But 
the answer to the question, yes. Man, I'd be very careful with the term still because we hear so much about how this I've team never, has to Craig, be responsible. I said they should have limited the terms of contracts years ago. I argued yeah. with every GM that's ever been through here that you should never sign anybody more than six years. And I don't care if it's Sidney Crosby or Alexander Ovechkin. That's what I believe because by year seven or eight, you're going to hate the contract. No, on anybody, any player, because you're starting to, the, the landscape changes so much yeah. and you can sour on players like that. So, yeah, I don't love the term. If hmm. the GM that, that signs that contract to Austin Matthews for seven years here in Arizona won't be there when he's done in seven years. So who cares? Get him signed. Get him locked up. Do the best you can for four years. Make a run at the cup. Bring in, sell as many Austin Matthews, Kachina jerseys as you can and let her go. Because you're going to end up at your cottage in, in Ontario at the end of it anyway. So just let her rip. Send it. I'd love to cover it. I'd love to cover it. Just asking the question. Just playing devil's advocate for what it looks like at the end of that contract. Plus, I am but just sitting here talking about it. And I have to Steven, sign it. Steven says no. Um, Nicholas said Matthews will play for the Coyotes at some point. Hard to say when, but he will. Tim said Matthews will sign a three- to four-year deal. Heard it here first. And then Steven said go after me. I think the biggest key to getting Matthews here, he needs to win a cup. Once he's if if he can win a cup with the Toronto Maple Leafs, let's say they win this year. I, I keep saying this to people, like it is about the money, and I know every day it's not about the money, not about it is about the money. So dude's made money. enough money. Yeah. Right? So check money off your list. At some point, Craig, and this this goes for the four of us sitting here right now, right? Where I live matters to me. It matters to me, and I don't make 10, 11 million dollars a year, but it matters to me if I can go play a game in my hometown in a place I want to be loves with my friends here. and family. He loves it here. And what, you're going to pay me 500000 to a million dollars less? Put it in the terms of me, so that's 20, 30 bucks difference? <laughs> Buddy, <laughs> you stay here. Do I turn down yeah. jobs because there are cities I don't want to go to? Absolutely there are. So, so people go, oh, he'll never play here. Bullshit. It's a great place to live. His friends and family are if he has won a cup because guys want to win. He'll have enough money. So don't ever say never for Austin Matthews in Arizona. I am I'm really intrigued by what's going to happen here now that Shane Doan's there. And I know there are a lot of people are like, oh, they brought him in just for that. No, they didn't. Uh, no. He and Brad Treliving are go way back. They're such good friends. There's such a mutual respect. Brad hired him for his mind. That's why he's in Toronto. Is it a nice side dish that... Austin Matthews is basically living in his house. He's good friends with Josh Stone. Yeah, that helps a lot because I'm sure Toronto wants to sign him more than three years. I'm sure they'd like to lock him up for sure to a long-term deal. And then if they do, like now we're talking about the, okay, do you bring Austin Matthews in at 34 or 35? Yeah. I am far more skeptical of that one yeah. for selling tickets. I, I think that's yep. a mistake. At for 34 or 35? Product. Yes. Yeah. You know who won't have to worry about that? Bill oh, Armstrong. Me and you. I hope Bill Armstrong gets, Jeez, you know, you Christ. never know. Like I, you talk about, it's crazy the longevity of, of, of executives and coaches in this league. They don't have it. There's no job security. It's yeah. crazy how often it turns over. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, lots of changes across the league and lots of changes on MGM with the lines as things move. The futures change. Um, so make sure you lock in the odds you like best today on BetMGM. You can bet on the MLB All-Star game tonight. It's tonight, right, Sean? Okay. Um, and you can play the Swing for the Fences game. Speaking of baseball, it's super fun. Log into the BetMGM app. You choose a, an area of the strike zone. It's a one in four shot. You can win a single, a double, a triple, or a home run. Um, it's so fun. And then you place that bet on MLB. Um, 
try it. I promise you, you will enjoy it. Sean and I play it every single day. And if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use the bonus code PHNX. There's a few different offers depending on where you live. But for our Arizona audience, place your first bet offer and receive up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if it loses with BetMGM. Again, make sure you use the bonus code PHNX. Check out the show notes for full details. And now listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer. Disclaimer, 21 plus to wager. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-522-4700, Kansas, Nevada, 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts, 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. Do you guys know what day it is today? Taco Tuesday. It's Taco Margarita Tuesday. Margarita Monday. Oh, Can no, you know what we have for breakfast today? Oh, God. Yeah. Breakfast what? tacos. You did? With maple syrup. You did for real? Maple syrup. <laughs> Andre Turney's maple blueberry syrup. muffins. Yeah. No? <laughs> you want to talk about syrup? I would have put syrup on those if I would have had them because they could have used it. Sorry, Heidi. Oh, yeah. Thanks yoy. again, Andre. Um, Good syrup. It, it is Taco Tuesday today, and I'm super excited because Illegal Pete's is hooking us up today. We're getting tacos. <sighs> I know Jackson's heading down to Tucson, and he's already talking about oh, Illegal Pete's. Oh, heck yeah. Um, so I did not order my Illegal Pete's tacos. I am now sad. Will there be extras? There, no, we didn't order them. It's like a catering. They bring them. When are they coming? One o'clock. Stick around, Craig. Um, Illegal Pete's, there's something every single day. Yesterday, <laughs> Monday, it was Margarita Monday, so you can kick off your week the right way. With that, exclusive to Arizona locations, $3 margs all day every Monday. Um, and don't forget about Taco Tuesdays. That's today. So head to Illegal Pete's, $2 tacos all day, every Tuesdays. Tacos. Yep. Enjoy your favorite chicken, huh. pork, and veggie tacos for just 2 bucks. And, wow. Swing by and start your week off the right way at Illegal Pete's and get the queso. $2 tacos, queso, and then we can grab a beer and watch the All-Star game. Yep. Sounds like a perfect day. Buddy. To be honest. Um, all right. We're going to get into the trades now. Before we do, were there any other signings you guys wanted to touch on? Slash, did you want to talk about who's still available? It's not a very exciting list. Patrick Kane. I'll tell you one guy who's still available. Is Matt Dumba. Matt Dumba. <laughs> Matt, we're waiting. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I want to say one thing. Okay. Just Patrick Kane. Can we talk about Patrick Kane? Yeah. You like to talk about Patrick Kane. I do. Yeah. You're a Patrick you like, Kane you're hater. You're a hater. No, I'm not a hater. Again, I'll say he's one of my favorite American-born players of all Buffalo, time. not Minnesota? He is from Buffalo, <laughs> by the way. Um, taxi. Um, oh, 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 too soon? Too, too soon. soon. Too soon. Too Unreal. But, 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 I don't know how everybody's saying that he's on the top of the free agent list. Dude's getting surgery. Can't play. Yeah, that's fair. Struggled with the New York Rangers. I don't care. Anybody says he had one game. He got four points. Big fucking deal. Like, he struggled on that team. He ruined their chemistry going to the playoffs. I think the New York Rangers are out of the playoffs because they signed Patrick Kane. I think the Rangers make the Eastern Conference Finals without him. And I don't know who's sitting there going, Patrick Kane's a guy that you need to grab in free agency right now. I don't understand it. Well, how is he the top guy in free agency? Sean? You were talking about selling tickets. He'd Buffalo. sell tickets. And, oh, with okay. the exception of the, the, the you taxi driver. You want to Yes. So, you know, again, what do I always say about players? Fit. Where do they fit? Where does Patrick Kane fit? That might be the only place that I would sign Patrick Kane is the Sabres. I think the Rangers are overrated. <laughs> Craig is such a hater of the Rangers. I'm a hater. Yeah, I like the Rangers. on that last Can you imagine Taylor? Okay. Put him on, because, again, the Rangers had too many Patrick Kane players already. Slow, perimeter, guys that pull up the... Buffalo doesn't. 
I could the, see you should be a GM in this league. 1994. <laughs> can you put in a call? Can for you me? imagine him with that logo? 1994. Uh, yes, I can. Let's <laughs> go. <laughs> Let's happening. go. I'm in. I've been, I've I've been imagining it for about 24. What I said. Yeah. Well, about 30 years. Never since the Rangers won a cup. Just saying. Every advantage. <laughs> oh wait, it's not as bad as the Leafs, obviously. But um, two franchises that have every advantage under the sun. Yep. Can't win cups. Phil Kessel's still available. Phil Kessel's still available. <laughs> Does he sign and continue a streak? I don't know. I think this would be the perfect time for him to sunset his career, but he did say that he, he wants to play. Keep playing. You know where he should go? He should go to the Florida Panthers and sign for the, the minimum. He wants to play. Yep. Yeah, that would be a good signing. It's, doesn't he have a place there? He goes there in the summer. Yeah, he he wants to play. Yeah, so he, he was he was he was on. He, he wants to go out playing. He doesn't want to go out sitting in 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 the press. Too box. bad Madison doesn't have a team. Because I'm sure that would be a great state of Wisconsin. Superior state, as you well, said. Well, I mean, I'm sure Minnesota, that would be his first choice after living in in Arizona and Vegas, <laughs> Madison, Madtown, Wisconsin. No he offense, likes, he Mad likes Town. Madison. It's where he's from. What are you talking about? It's I like Minnesota. Town. I'm from there too, but I don't want to live there, yeah, buddy. I like I like Madison in the summer. Not Cottage so much in cabin, the not so much in the winter. Pool pond would be good for you. All right, Matt Dumber, we're waiting for you. Uh, everyone else on this, I mean, Tarasenko is clearly the biggest. Talk about trades and play a game. Yeah, yeah, I know. Tarasenko is clearly the biggest name on this list, but everybody else, it's like HK, eh. I guess. Yep, fair. Except for Matt Dumba, which Coyotes were still waiting. Um, all right, let's get to the trades. And by trades, I mean trade, because this was the big one that just happened. Uh, the Detroit Red Wings have acquired forward Alex Dabrinkit for the, from the Ottawa Senators for forward Dominic Kubelik, defenseman Donovan Sub. Brengo, a conditional yeah. first round pick in the 2024 NHL draft and a fourth round pick in the 2024 draft. I like Dominic Kubelik. He was a Blackhawk. I don't know if Jay's still here, but would love his thoughts in the chat. Alex Dabrinkit was also a Blackhawk. Yeah, yeah I mean, Alex Kubelik's first year is amazingly well traveled already. Kubelik's huh? got had 30 goals in his first year there. That year was the year they went to the bubble playoffs and he was like Kubelik was noticed like you noticed him when he was on the ice um i like it he's really fizzled but when i say fizzled he got 20 last year 20 goals yeah so on a bad team with more ice time um i would it's he's 27 years old i like him he's six foot two i think he brings them a little something i know absolutely nothing about donovan sobrango so i can't really he's six foot one 195 defenseman played for the toledo walleye in the East wow, Coast what a, what a a conditional first-round pick in the 2024 yeah, draft. So Donovan's a lot of conditions on that pick, by the way. Did you write them down? Or? No. Good, because I'm not going to try and yeah. remember them because it's insane, the conditions on that first-round pick. But do the Ottawa Senators get enough for Alex to bring it? I don't Who know. How he, many goals last season? 27. Right. Yeah. 27. He had 40 goals in his career twice. Uh, to bring it, one of the things that I think to bring has shown is he, he's much better when he's got better players around him and you saw that year with Kane mm-hmm. two years ago Patrick Kane we talked about yeah we did talk Are about you, him you seen two years Patrick ago? Kane's praises is that what's happening yeah, I mean, he dished <laughs> the puck that was two years ago buddy and even then all he did is stop at the blue line and pass the puck to Debrinkat. Debrinkat, um I don't know how much more you expected to get for him and I think the the market is what the market will bear and I think they've tried for a very long time to trade Alex Debrinkat and this is the best offer that they got in return we'll have to see what the conditional pick is you got a minor league defenseman and you got Kubelik yeah that's it I have one more thing on Alex Debrinkat why did they need to trade him that was interesting he's just an an RFA right yeah Alex Dabrinkit didn't want to play in Ottawa. 
I don't know if you read Bruce Garriak's story. He didn't want to play in Ottawa. And this leads to a bigger story that probably needs to be written, but you probably won't see it coming from north of the border because there's an opposite narrative going. We've seen players leaving Calgary. Yeah. We've seen players leaving Winnipeg. Yep. Now we see a big-time player leaving Ottawa. Ottawa. How many Canadian markets do you guys actually want to play in? I would argue that you could throw Edmonton on that list if Connor McDavid weren't there. If he's not there, yes. And that was, you remember the Edmonton, yes. they had to pay a premium to get players yes. to come play there? When Connor McDavid's gone, you can throw Edmonton. So you've got yes. Edmonton, Calgary, Ottawa, and Winnipeg as places where players may not want to play. You don't have a lot of Canadian markets where guys apparently want to play at this point. The taxes are high. That's one thing. What's another thing? We just talked about the climate. Where do I want to live? Where do I want to live? Matthew Kachuk wanted to go to South Beach. That's what he did. So when we talk about relocation or expansion and Canadians saying we need more teams up here, Quebec should have a team. Really? You don't have enough markets to attract players. Quebec is smaller than all of the markets that we just talked about. Yeah. Do players want to play in Quebec? Is there another market I'm missing where they might want to come play? I don't think so. Canada, sorry, you got a problem. I know it's your game, and, and I love this game. This is my game. You better deal with reality here because there are not a lot of attractive Canadian markets where players want to go. And I think that trend is going to continue and become greater. Players make decisions based on where they want to live now too. Quality of life, taxes, those things matter. Canada has a problem. And where is Alex it from? Michigan. And where is he going to play? Detroit. So... And you look at the player, and we talked about all the players that were demanding trades. There's sure a hell of a lot of them, and we, Hellebuck's still out there. We talked about one player south of the border that demanded a trade was Jacob Chikrin. Wanted out, but when we say wanted out, management went to him to see if he wanted to get out, and he did, and he went back to where his family was from, to Ottawa. Yeah. Again, it goes back to oh. family and where you live and go home. Yeah, it's, and a, the it's are a common a, theme here. It's Canadians are a unique situation right now. Yeah, you know, and but they're the one that always gets hammered for it. Nobody wants to go there, and it, and it's fair that this sure. probably isn't a premium destination for sure. in free agency. But if you're gonna lay that out there, well, you better consider other places that are not yes. premium destinations anymore. I don't see the NHL expanding into Canada <laughs> at any point <laughs> in the near future. I'll say that. But Christian just said it. Call it. Just called it. Well, yeah. Christian, that Canada is, is boring. Also, Christian, your profile picture is Drake, and you're calling Canada boring? That Toronto, does, Montreal, and Vancouver are not boring to players. Like, Those Canada's are markets. Not boring. I love Canada. But, Calgary's but, not boring either. It's Edmonton's players great. don't want to play there. There's, there's a lot. Okay. I listen. Toronto's a fire. I will not take Canada slander from that. Donnie Goudreau, bye. With, Matthew Kachuk, bye. I agree with more your players. Canada bye. Take. Yes. But Canada is not boring. Canada, Canada is, is not an boring. amazing love place. Canada. My dad's Canadian. Yeah. Or was. No, I, I'm just I'm just talking about like I, I, the Canadians, Economically, get, the it Canadians get crushed for this. And a lot of it's fair. I'm but, not saying it's not right, fair it's with not what just, they've been through. It's the economics, too. It's the Canadian yes. dollar. It's the GST. It's taxes. It's But it's also quality of life. And players look at here like, and go, oh, Florida. Right. Hmm, if if, if, like, if the Coyotes had an arena situation, if, they, if that was yes. locked down, I have no doubt that this becomes an attractive destination. We had Jason Demers on the show yesterday yes. talking about how many, many players, players live here. here. He said it, it would astound people if yes. they knew how many ex players, live, players here. lived here. And those they are, love living here. They're not here. all players that played for the Coyotes either. Yes. They're played for other franchises in here. Yep. And they're still here. So, okay. Um, all right. Well, that was the only trade I really wanted to talk about, okay. unless there were others you nope. guys wanted to touch on. HK, um, I want to play a game. Okay. Well, speaking of attractive destinations, there is an expansion 
team um, in the ECHL, <laughs> Lake Tahoe, Tim Tebow. <laughs> Co-owner of the ECHL expansion team in Lake Tahoe that starts in the 2024-2025 season. Talk about a city like you can have Wheeling, West Virginia. We need that affiliation with the Lake Coyotes. Tahoe. Buddy, I'm let's go. <laughs> I'll just can I'll we do, can we go to training stories. camp in Lake Tahoe? Oh, yeah. Lake Tahoe. Bummer. Oh yeah. yes. Twist my arm. On the road. In the, like in the early season when it doesn't get crazy cold. Yes, please. So I want to know from you guys what you would name the Lake Tahoe ECHL team. I, I don't know. Is, is the Lakers too low-hanging Is that fruit? too on point? The... I don't know. The, is it Tebow something? Can we call him something? <laughs> Tebow? It's not quite the Ryan Reynolds. I don't know. Ottawa I got nothing. Anybody Tebow. in the chat have a name for yes, Lake Tahoe? please. We call them the Olympians because the Olympics were in Squaw Valley right there? No, yeah. you can't. No. Yeah. Like, no. Okay. Uh, does that, that make down. sense? No, you can't. We'll call them the Olympians because they had Olympics in Lake Placid. Like it's no, almost not the Lake same Placid. thing. Lake Placid. Lake Tahoe. But it didn't say Lake Tahoe. They said right Squaw there. Valley. It's, it's right, right off there. Of, it is right there. <laughs> Have you been to it? Yeah, but it's not. It's not in the name. Squaw Valley. If the, it was the, the Lake, Lake Tahoe, Tahoe Olympics. State lines, Max said. <laughs> gamblers. Ooh, I like oh, the gamblers. See, that's it is better. right on the line with Busters. Nevada. There's a little part of it that's in Nevada. The Lake Tahoe Busters. Altex said. All right. Well, let us know. Continue to let us know in the chat um, what you think. The Lake Tahoe Ice Zombies. That's <laughs> out. All right. If you're going to go way out there. He's probably I, drinking. And, and by the way, if it's drinking? minor league, so you can go way out there because minor league franchises across sports have the best nicknames. Uh, Charles said there was a junior team in Lake Tahoe once called the Icemen. Swamp Rabbits. Lake Tahoe, so Lake Tahoe yep. Sockeye. Fish popular lake, okay. fish in the lake. All right. I like it. Um, keep letting us know. PD, are you going to get up in the middle of the I show might, again? Because I was just. Four this, this, <laughs> are you? This is a so, show comes to a screeching halt. That, Ooh, yeah, the Yetis is going to come one. to a screeching halt when I we like get to the, the last segment and I know nothing. The because Yetis? I don't, the do Yetis? I don't mind that. I like the Yetis. I like the Yetis. You can drink Four Peaks beer out of a Yeti you tumbler. Can. I like Four Peaks Yeti beer. I had one on the show yesterday. They do keep things cold. That's not a sponsor. I actually think that's the winner right there. The Yetis? I love it. The Yetis is good. Thanks, Sammy D. Love that. Check out Four Peaks. Today is Tuesday, and every Tuesday at Four Peaks is Teacher Tuesdays. So you can go to the A Street Pub, bring a valid teacher ID, and receive $4 pints of Kit Lifter, Wow, Hazy, and Hopknot. That is today, Tuesday, Teacher Tuesdays through July. Fantastic. If you're a teacher, do that. Great. Do that. that um, it's summertime. Teachers can go there like right now. Yeah. It's like noon. Yeah, tell Tara to swing by. Get some discounted beer. Um, you can $4 check $4 out at Four Peaks Brew or at Four Peaks Pub to keep up with the latest at Arizona's hometown brewery. Must be 21 Love or that. older to drink Four Peaks, and please drink responsibly. Um... OGs. PD is slowly but surely yep. getting on the OGs train. I know Craig's been on it. Sean's been on it. Um, and this pink lemonade flavor has been phenomenal. So if you haven't tried it, check out um, the pink lemonade gummies. They're amazing. They're limited edition. So get get them while they're hot. Um, and OGs just doesn't miss when it comes to flavor and effect. You Check out OGs online at OGsbrands.com and on Instagram at OGsbrands. You can also find their products at your local dispensary. You must be 21 or older to purchase. <coughs> They're scratch locally made as well. So we love supporting local, uh, Absolutely. local businesses. So check out OGs. We love. Uh, all right. New Tuesday segment. Are we doing this? Yeah. Well, yeah. We, we, I just want to. Uh, I want to say something right off the bat. Yeah. I don't do trivia. Yeah. I have enough useless information rattling around in my brain Agreed. right now. 
fair. I don't play Wordle or whatever that yep. new game is you guys were nerding out on Hukdoku. before I got here. If Hukdoku, anyone so. knows a player that's played on I once got invited out of Nashville. I got invited Damn on a radio show to do a, a trivia here in, in Phoenix with Chuck Powell, who was one of my favorite all-time sure. guys. And I got zero right. Zero. <laughs> Literally did not get a single answer right. Okay. It got awkward. Vince so, Morata was there, too. It got awkward at some point where they're like, uh, do we keep going? <laughs> I, I think, though, Craig, and, and here's to be, to preface that I appreciate that because I, I would agree also um, that people just think that we talk about it, write about it, read about it, that we should know all the answers to these hockey questions. By no means am I expecting that. These are they're they're meant to be fun. It's yeah. meant to get some people in the chat thinking a little bit. Um, I, I, there is absolutely no pressure. I didn't go super difficult, but they're not super easy either. This is I picked a theme. And we'll get to the theme after. All right. All right. We play. Just just preparing people that I that suck. That was fine. So without further this. ado, it's time. And by the way, all graphics made by Steve Peters. Including yeah. the intro video. Yeah. So without further ado, it's Trivia Tuesday. Music, right? Yeah. Yep. Let's, Love it. Let's, let's look at it. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> look at this. Petey, this is, you're coming for a whole hey, job. It's Trivia Tuesday. There it is. <laughs> Software designer from Encino, California. <laughs> Welcome, Leah Merrill. A dog walker from San Francisco, Craig Morgan, to play Trivia Tuesday. Well, Sean, Sean DePaz. Well, he can't because he's, he knows the answers. He knows the answers. Oh, that's not so we have we have five questions plus a bonus round. Oh boy! Today's topic is the draft because we're Ooh. so recently removed from the draft. So today's topic. Is the draft? We have all questions in front of you, Craig. Don't you're? Are you pulling up the draft? I don't. I don't have my. Should we close glasses. our laptops? So you got to read. No, it. I trust you, but like, no, don't cheat. So are we ready for the first question? I'm barely paying attention. Yes. Now, if you paid attention <laughs> to me, I talk about these two these two players all the time. So the first question. Since moving to the desert, the Coyotes have selected a goalie in the first round twice. Name those two goalies. Visentine. Mark Visentine is one. From the Ontario League. Patrick Can you name the other? Patrick D. Rocher back in 1998. Ding, 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 ding. You got them both right. Combined, played 10 games for the Arizona oh, Coyotes. Okay. Combined. <laughs> combined. First round draft pick goalies combined played 10 games. Yeah. Mark Visentine played one. Patrick D. Rocher played nine for a career nice. total of 11 for, for Patrick D. Rocher. Let's move on to the second question. Okay. We're going to keep it on goalies and the draft. Prior to the 2023 draft, where they picked three goalies, the Coyotes have drafted 20 goalies. Which one has played the most career NHL games? Career. This is not as a Coyote. This is career. Oh, career. Should we? Are we teaming up on this? Yes. Yeah. So uh, think. Coyotes, and Chad, feel free to chime I'm in. I'm going to say Coyotes. Chad said Steve missed his calling in life. I'm going to say host. Louis Domingue. Ooh, was he a Coyotes Don't draft put up pick? the answer yet. Louis Domingue was a Coyotes draft pick, and you can't see my computer. Please don't look at my computer. Stop darling, too. Louis Domingue is second on that list, drafted in 2010. A Mike fifth round pick, not played 142 here. games in his NHL career. He's second, Louis Domingue, Ooh. who's still trying to battle his way into the Nash Hoggy. Second. Who did you say it was the other one you just said? Scott Darling was the other Scott one. Scott Darling is third. Ha, from 2007, sixth round pick, played 126 career NHL games. Oh, 
I think I might have it. Is it Robert Esch? Robert Esch. Ding, hey! ding, ding, ding. And let's put up the list. The number one goalie in his, that is drafted by the Cody in career NHL games is Robert Esch. Played 186. The most to play for a Coyote that they actually drafted was Louis Domingue. Okay. Who played oh. more Coyote games than Robert Esch? And you see the list. Aiden Hill, fourth. Uh, Eric Schulgren, 24 games. Uh, David Lenwood. There were 10 goalies that they drafted that did not play a single game. They haven't drafted and developed and all a of the single starting them. goaltender. Yep. Maybe, 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 maybe become the first. Maybe now it's time. Not one. Hopefully. Yeah. Okay, we're staying right. with the draft. Okay. okay. Question number three. Now, these are all since moving to Arizona. I did not include the Winnipeg Jets. So since moving to Arizona, which Coyote drafted player has played the most games for this franchise as an Arizona or a Phoenix Coyote so drafted by the Coyotes since 96 until now, which player has played the most games for Arizona, not in the league for Arizona, so which player because he was drafted, drafted by the Jets. Yeah, that's too. Can't go back to Winnipeg. It's okay. gotta be here um, in Arizona. Throw out some names. Got any, got any thoughts? Keith Yandel. Keith Yandel's third on that list. He played a total of 558 games. Oliver hmm. Ekman Larson. Oliver Ekman Larson has ding, played the ding, most ding. games for the Coyotes. He has played nice, 769 right. games, followed by Martin Hansel with 608. Marty Keith Hansel. Yandel. Michael Bodker comes in fourth with 445. And Clayton Keller climbing that list. <laughs> Don Maloney calls him Michael. Clayton Keller climbing the list at 442, and he'll surpass... Bodker for fourth all time at the end of this season. Let's keep it with forwards. Now, not just this franchise, which Coyote drafted player has played the most career NHL games in his entire career? Any team? Keith Yandel? Let's go. Uh, Keith Yandel is second, drafted in 2005. He's played 1,109 NHL games. How about Blake Wheeler? Blake Wheeler is the correct oh, answer. Blake Wheeler that, from 2004, fifth overall here. pick, has played 1,118 total games in the National Hockey League. Third was Danny Briere with 973. All Larson with 902. Daniel Winnick comes in fifth with Recent 798. And Kyle Turris, sixth with 776. Wow. And those are your top draft picks ever. Drafted by this organization. All right. To the next question. This is fun. The Coyotes have selected a total of 226 players in the NHL draft since moving to Arizona. 150 of them are from Canada or the United States. Which country has the third most picks? Oh, boy. This is tough because they had a propensity. They had a propensity for... Check. And Czech if it was this year, you would clearly Slovak. say Russia. They had, they, had the, they had the Slovak mafia for a the while. Slovaks, like a lot of checks in there. So you, you got to go back. This is this is all the way back to 1996 yeah, when was, Danny Barrera was drafted. I was zero in 1996. But 150 players, either U.S. or Canadian. By the way, Canada by far had the most players, um, and they had that written down. I think probably Sweden is the safest, or Finland, but Sweden or Czechia. <sighs> Canada had 91. United States had 59 for those keeping s score at home. You, Are we going every with guess we've been saying you've been oh, saying. Oh, you want to know? Well, no, you've been saying where it is on the list, so we keep. Oh, guessing. okay. So give me a give me a Sweden. Oh. Sweden is third, the third most, and that is the correct answer. Sweden has 19 picks, followed by Russia with 15. I Czechia said Sweden with the first 12. 10 seconds. Finland yeah, yeah, yeah. with 10. I didn't know that was your final answer. Swiss, six. Germany with four. Slovakia with three. Latvia, two. Belarus, Denmark, Kazakhstan, Norway, and the United Wait, Kingdom with one. Chechia 12. was 12. Okay. They were four. Uh, fifth. fifth. Okay. Sweden, Russia, Chechia. 
Gotcha. And Sweet Russia really Russia picked this up this year. year. <laughs> right. Otherwise, it would have been Chechia following Sweden. All right. So now here's your bonus because we usually we talk about five questions. We have a bonus round. Okay. This is the last question in today's Tuesday trivia. The Coyotes have selected 11 players in the top 10 of the draft. Name as many as you can in one minute. Kyle Turris, Dylan Strome. Ding. Clayton Keller. Clayton Keller. Jacob Chickering. Ding. Ah. Jacob Chickering? No, he was 16. Jacob Chickering was 16. Oh, I thought he Um, was. um, Mikhail Bodker. Yes. Marty Hansel. Yes. Wait, wait, wait. No, Marty Hansel was no. Dylan Sorry. Gunther. Dylan Gunther, ninth in 2021. Yes. Logan Cooley. Logan Cooley, third in 2022. Uh, Dimitri Simashev. Simashev, sixth oh, in yeah. 2023. How many do we have there? Um, we have. You're still missing. Oh, Barrett Hayden. Barrett Hayden, 2018, Hayden. coming in at fifth. So you got Simashev, Cooley, Gunther, Hayden, Dylan Strom, Kyle Turris. You're still missing a few. Did you say Bodker? I'll throw you Bodker as a bone. Yeah, I said Bodker. Victor Soderstrom's a no. No, Soderstrom's 11. Oh. I I said Bodker, yes. Bodker was 8th in 2008. I'm missing OEL, 6th in 2009. Max Domi. Max Domi, no. Chris Colanos? No, you're missing two. 2006. Peter Mueller? Peter Mueller was 8th in 2006. Fifth overall in 2004, Blake Wheeler. Oh, God. Oh, who I just Which named. we just we, talked about. Yep. And did we talk? Did we say Clayton Keller? Yeah, we did yeah. say Clayton Keller. So the two we missed are Peter Mueller and Blake Wheeler yep. for the 11 players. So that's Simashev, Cooley, Gunther, Hayton, Keller, Strom, Ekman, Larson, Bodker, Torres, Mueller, and Wheeler. And those Kalanos? are the 11. Was Kalanos like 10. 11 or something? Yeah, okay. he was not. Yeah, I think it was maybe okay. 13. But those are okay. your top 10 picks, all time franchise records. And that was. Trivia Tuesday. Nice. Wow, loved it. Thanks, PD. That was fun. Thanks, Sean. That was awesome. See, that wasn't high. that was no pressure. Do well, we do we win anything? No. Not no, even a polar pop. Sure, polar pop. I don't get anything. They're not sweat. sucking. <laughs> no, but that was that was fun, and now you're it informed. It was. And people in the Thanks chat. Thanks for the help, chat. Uh, that was awesome. Yeah, a lot of them. Like I guessed because I they I thought they were in the top ten, but they'd be like eleven or twelve. But yeah. Just goes to show, like Joker in sixteen. I forgot about that. You can pick some mid-round, first yeah. round, and have some good players. I thought that was fun. I had a fun time looking stuff up. All right. Well, maybe we'll do at the end of the summer the the grand trophy, the winner. Cool. Um, has to have polar pot spot for them for like a it. month or something. Um, I mean, great prize. Swing by Circle K. Go inside. Grab yourself a polar pop. Try the Circle K snacks. The chips money the little candies orange um, slices the orange slices are good the gummy worms are good the sour gummy worms um amazing stuff at circle k and sean is now on the uh pumps yeah so you got you got to play phnx bingo <laughs> got got to catch them all pretty much and sean is there so just make sure you're not missing out on all the great stuff circle k has to offer right now you could text phnx to 31310 to join their sms subscriber club and get a buy one get one free offer on 32 ounce flare pops head to circlek.com slash store dash locator to find a circle k near you um and as always join join the family become a diehard we're kind of in the slow season but it doesn't matter because we're still here five days a week and craig has a diehard only article coming tomorrow finally getting around to that clayton keller piece and there's some good stuff in there and you got to be a diehard to read it um so become a diehard today you get a free shirt or hat when you sign up you get it every year after and you also get 20 percent off on all merch, all events, um, and access to our Discord as well. So tons of great perks to becoming a diehard. And you can check out phnxlocker.com to rock the best merch 
in the valley, if I do say so myself. Um, so join the family. Yeah, we had a little talk in the Discord yesterday about a one three one versus a one two two. Yeah, there was the like gaps. there was an impromptu PD's puck yeah. talk in Discord yesterday. Yeah, so there's I, I think I'd, I might actually record a little video and put it just in the Discord. There was also some maple syrup talk in the Discord this morning. (laughs) I love the maple syrup. Also, the one thing, like Discord, they'll find the receipts. Yes, they will. They're amazing. Well, they help me out with my story for tomorrow. So, awesome stuff. Anything else before we head out? No, it's great. That was was Tuesday. Fun. Yeah, pack show. 66 Um, to go. Everybody who's watching, hit the like button before you leave here on YouTube and be sure to subscribe to the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. Hit the notification bell so you never miss when we go live. We are here. 11 a.m. Monday through Friday, even in the off-season, we are still here. Um, And if you're listening on audio, be sure to follow, like, subscribe, leave us a review if you're listening on Apple. And you can follow all of us on Twitter at SPetersHockey, at Leah Merrill, at Craig S. Morgan, at Sean underscore to pause, and the show at PHNX underscore Coyotes. Enjoy the rest of your Tuesday, everybody, and we will see you all tomorrow.